Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of an Evolved Review. Tonight is actually an Evolved Preview. I am your host, James Caleb Kitchens, and tonight for this very special edition, I'm joined by none other than Quentin Ace Ficklin. You may know him as Superhero Homie Q. You may know him as the Ace of Professional Wrestling. It just depends on where of the many places you can hear his voice that you know him from. Straight from the Superhero Homies, man. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate you again having me on, and really looking forward to this episode. And you know, uh, I just want it for the record stated that yet again, uh, there's no one dying or being abused or anything like that. So, so you, you got some credit here. Dark Side of the Ring season four. I'm gonna be bringing you up. <laughs> well, just for the record, uh, for some of the things we discussed tonight, they may still involve some type of death. That's true, and, and as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, I uh, actually, we finished up our season three Dark Side of the Ring coverage earlier today. Uh, we just put out our steroid trial episode. Very good episode. It was really enlightening. Uh, so definitely go check that out. It's already uh, anywhere that you can get your podcast, Facebook, YouTube, if you want to see the video. Um, and then it's on all the audio platforms as well. Just like this episode will be. So today we are previewing uh, Disney Plus Day. Uh, so if, if anybody's at home listening or watching and wants to know exactly what that is, so Disney Plus Day, this is only, I believe, the third one, um, because this marks, what, three years, Disney Plus? I may be wrong, maybe two. I think it's two. So this may be, this is only the second one then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if you don't know what it is, you, you could you could definitely be forgiven for that, because it's only the second one, so... What this is, is this is sort of Disney's um, day to basically do all their announcements for 2022. I think last year it was exclusive to things that were coming out on Disney Plus mainly. But this year, uh, it's probably going to be everything Disney across all of their you know multiple platforms that they have. Yeah, and like I think this is like a really exciting thing that they're doing because they obviously have a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, but... I think that the lineup is is pretty amazing. I think that the things they have set up is going to be amazing. Then there's always the the speculation portion uh, that is equally fun. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's really how the episode is going to break down tonight. We're going to have two different sections. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about is the things that are confirmed, right? This is going to be everything we know 100% we're getting. And then after that, then we're going to get into territory where we really don't know what we're talking about. We're just guessing based on things that we can dig up all over the interwebs. So we're saving you guys the trouble of doing that at home. Yeah, uh, that, that's always the, uh, the, the fun part. Uh, that and the part where like, I pretend that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, for a couple of these sections, you know, some of this stuff's right in your wheelhouse, some of it not. Um, I will go ahead and warn you guys, you know, we are going to talk about some of the Hulu content, some of the ESPN content, and some of the National Geographic content, but if you watch my show or your show, uh, every, you know, you'll know that uh, Marvel and Star Wars is really more of our wheelhouse, and so yes. that's going to be the heavy focus tonight. I do want to give us a, a spoiler warning. We're not going to spoil anything that's not out to be streamed yet. So um, Shang-Chi or, uh, I'm sorry, Shang-Chi uh, and uh, Eternals, <laughs> we, we won't have any spoilers there. Um, you know, we may say something like, oh, you know, after Eternals, they're probably going to go in this direction. But there's not going to be any, like, story spoilers for those films pretty much everything else is open game man uh you know if if you haven't watched like season two episode three of clone wars you know you might get a little spoiled in there i don't know so. well that'd be all right it'd be okay yeah uh spoilers for uh the original star wars trilogy <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, so let's get into it, man. Uh, so Disney Plus Day is going to be on November 12th. We're recording this a week ahead. Uh, so this coming Friday, uh, if you're listening to this day and date. Uh, so let's talk about the things that we're 100% confirmed getting. So this is stuff that Disney has announced 100%. This is going to happen on, on um, November 12th. The, I'm a, I started here with the biggest thing. Obviously, this is a huge deal. Shang-Chi is coming to Disney Plus this coming Friday. And I think that's a, that's a hell of a way to kick things off. I mean, that's a, a really smart move, if you ask me. Uh, Shang-Chi, I think, surprised everybody. Or maybe I'm just projecting. It surprised me. Uh, I didn't expect the movie to be nearly as good as it was. And uh, it seemed like I didn't just enjoy it, but virtually everybody enjoyed this movie. So them putting it on Disney Plus, because it was never even an option to uh, to rent it uh, through Disney Plus. Uh, so this is the first time, period, that people can get to see it outside of theaters. Yeah, and, and you know, I really like this approach that they're taking with it. Um, and it's such a big deal, because I think it's been in theaters like maybe 35, 40 days something like that um and and yeah i mean it was universally loved and i think you know i i don't think i'm uh, i'm out of the uh out of the ballpark here when i say that it's probably the most anticipated release since endgame at least in the mcu that's a hell of a statement but i i can't think of any uh uh i mean i think spider-man would probably beg to differ well, uh, so you you mean Far From Home, right? Not, yes. Not No Way Home. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Far From Home. I, here's the thing about that, though. Mm-hmm. Is Far From Home was amazing, and everybody thought you know everybody thought it was going to be great, and it was great. But with, with Shang-Chi, it was an unknown, and it kind of took the internet yeah. by storm. Yeah. And I think it's brilliant to go ahead and release this next week because um, while there are mixed reviews um, from Eternals, and most audiences seem to really be enjoying it, it's... It's kind of the opposite of an Iron Man three, where audience hate, <laughs> audiences hated it and critics loved it. The right. Eternals uh, critics are really hating it, and then audiences seem to be at least mostly enjoying it. But it, it's smart to put this here because when this hits streaming and like the you know people who maybe still aren't ready to go back to the theater or just didn't make it to the theater to see it for whatever reason, it's going to be all over the internet again. So it was kind of a, a backup plan just in case Eternals went really poorly. Yeah, and uh, it, it was a it was a shot in the dark that worked for the best, right? Yeah. Um. So, so the next title here we got coming along, uh, Jungle Cruise, is also a very recent theatrical release, and it's going to be coming as well. And of course, you know that's got uh, Emily Blunt and The Rock in the it, rock. and that's you know those are heavy hitters. Yeah, and uh, like this is one of those movies where I got to be honest, I was never going to see in theaters, but. Uh, I mean, if it's on Disney Plus, it may be one of those things where, like, if I ain't got nothing to do on a day off, I may have that on just to see what it's all about. Right, yeah. I mean, none of the previews looked good to me. And it's one of those movies where, you know, I, I go to the movies pretty often. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like I've seen the, the previews for it so many times that I feel like I've seen the movie already. Right. Um, But it seems like it's a fun movie. Maybe just something to put on. You know, I might be playing on my phone a little bit, but, you know. It, it seems like a good time. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, hyped for it. And I think it's probably a movie that kids would like. Yeah, it, for me, it kind of gave me the vibe of like 
trying to recapture the energy or, or the essence of like the mummy. You remember how like that kind of had our, our generation hype back in the day because it was such a, a fun and creative uh, joy ride. I feel like Jungle Cruise is trying to kind of uh, replicate that same type of energy. Yeah, it's kind of that action adventure type thing and you don't really see a whole lot of that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think it's exciting it to say the least. And I think it'll do some gangbuster numbers for them on Disney plus, yeah. uh, regardless, just on those two things we mentioned, Disney plus is going to be booming for the next two weeks. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about some stuff that's not released yet. Uh, and, and, and we'll probably dig into this a little bit. So we have home sweet home alone, which is going to be a, they're calling it a new original movie, but. They're also calling it the sixth movie in the Home Alone franchise. So I don't know how original that is, but um, I, I think there is a significant audience um, that is both middle-aged, old, and young that would love a good Home Alone movie. This does not look like one, but I do agree with your point. Uh, I would also like to point out that the timing of this movie is interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Home Alone was one of the properties that was technically made and owned by Fox. And then, of course, we had the buyout, uh, I guess, two years ago now. And uh, so, relatively speaking, this movie was put together fairly quick. Uh, so I do applaud them for that, for that kind of quick turnaround time. Uh, hopefully, the, the end result for this movie is a lot better than what the previews make it look like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel the same way about it. Um, I, you know, I'm just, it, it doesn't, it's going to be so hard to capture that Macaulay Culkin magic because he really made those first two movies. Yeah. Um, well, you know, also, and, uh, uh, and the, uh, the, what, the, the wet bandits as well. Right. And, and those yeah. movies, you know, people forget those movies were edgy for children's films. Yes. They were <laughs> yes. very edgy for children's movies, especially during that time. It right. was like I knew people who weren't, you know, other kids that were not allowed to watch those movies because of some of the language and the content in them. And I just don't think, you know, we know that Disney is not willing to go that edgy. Uh, we're probably going to prove ourselves wrong here in just a minute uh, because there is a, a, a complete what the fuck here coming up in just a second. <laughs> um but I do want to uh, say that this is uh, directed by Dan Mazur, uh, who, you know, he he did uh, Borat and uh, Christmas or Office Christmas Party and The Dictator, and I like one out of those three movies. So you know, it could <laughs> it could turn out to be okay. Uh, I think Archie Yates, who is the star of the movie, um, I think he's talented. Um, so you know, he's was he in Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, he was the That's kid right. in Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so I think he's talented, I, yeah. and and as we know, um, a you know a charismatic, talented actor can carry a bad script. Yes, Harrison Ford has done yes. it many times. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, um, we are getting some new animated shorts. Uh, Disney's animation studios, um, Pixar included, you know, are incredibly like just renowned around the world. Uh, a lot of people really love their animation. Uh, so we're getting frozen fever, which apparently is, uh, has gotten a lot of, um, you know, kind of, uh, prestige around the world and in some international markets and like film festivals. I am personally not very familiar with it, 
Uh, we are also getting a uh, Olaf Presents um, animated short that's going to, of course, be Olaf from Frozen. Uh, so Disney is definitely still cashing in on the Frozen train, which they should. I mean, um, so that was interesting. But I also thought it was awesome that we were going to get like a Disney Simpsons uh, episode or, or special uh, that's going to be kind of... Uh, Interesting because now you know that they're they're another acquisition from Fox, so now they're under that Disney banner, and they can uh, you know put any Disney characters that they want into the show. Yeah, and you know I I remember uh, you know when you kind of sent me like a a, a list of like the things that uh, that Disney was doing for the next episode, man. And I remember looking at that, thinking that could be really interesting because on one hand, my first thought was this could be I, I don't know what disney does with the simpsons but then i flipped my thinking and i was like but i i think i have an idea of what the simpsons would do with disney and i think under that guise uh, it makes a lot more sense uh and so i think that that can that can be something that's really awesome uh if they have that same kind of creative energy they've had over the past couple decades yeah i agree i mean the it is like the longest running show ever yeah. So take that, Vince McMahon. That's right. There's some magic in there. <laughs> um, we're also getting, uh, and, and you know, th this is this is something that is very interesting to me because Disney has done that sort of lightning in a bottle thing. So they have the world according to Jeff Goldblum, which is literally just a show where Jeff Goldblum comes on and talks about pretty much everyday things, right? <laughs> And they've capitalized on just the the presence and sort of the uh, the the internet reverence of Jeff Goldblum. I mean, the man has a charisma that is very unique and unlike anyone else. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, honestly, like uh, on, on like the surface level, it sounds like something that I'm not interested in. But I guarantee you, I would watch it and have like no quarrels with it. Uh, the the only way that I think that this could be better for what they're trying to do would be if, if they just went ahead and made him, uh, you know, like, like the grand master, uh, you know, just go ahead and put him in the, in the MCU get up and, uh, and, and, and yeah, just have him, just have him do the same thing, but just under the guise of that character, which was Jeff Goldblum. Right. It's almost <laughs> to the point now where every character that he plays, he's just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. Not that because he can't act, but because you don't really want him to be anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Th he's enough. Yeah. So, Jeff Goldblum fans, this is going to be a gold mine for you on the 12th because you're getting five episodes of season two in one day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, Netflix. That's what that's what they're saying. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm very, very interested in the next couple things here. Uh, we're getting a Boba Fett special uh, because Boba Fett's show is coming up on December 29th. They just released a trailer for that a couple of days ago. Have you managed to see that yet? Actually, I have not seen that trailer yet. Okay. It's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like we're getting sort of like uh, a cross between The Wire and The Godfather, but like in the Star Wars underworld. I mean, that sounds incredible. <laughs> it, 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 it looks incredible. We're, we're going to get some really like intense stuff, I think, some really cool scenes. And, and I honestly think that a lot of people that were wanting sort of a grittier Mandalorian story, because 
you know, originally when the Mandalorian came out, everybody thought it was going to be about a bounty hunter. And it, and it is, but yeah. he doesn't do a lot of bounty hunting in the show because uh, the show has become way more entrenched in like the, the general like Star Wars lore, which is fine. And everyone yeah. loves Mandalorian. I mean, very few people don't. Um, but this show is going to, I think, give that really gritty kind of edgy product. Obviously, it's still a Disney product. It's going to be PG-13 at max, but... You know, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see some really good stuff, some really good effects. Uh, they're gonna be using the volume again. Uh, oh, so yeah. I mean, they they have to at this point. Nothing else will suffice. Well, they uh, keep expanding it. So I mean, eventually you're gonna get to the point where the volume is like the size of a stadium, and they can literally just put like whatever they want in there. I mean, it's weird that it's kind of at this point it's just gonna become the danger room from X Men. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's almost what it is right now. I mean, yeah. they're so far ahead of every other production studio on the planet. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, go and watch the uh, Disney Gallery on on Disney Plus. Uh, they they cover both seasons of Mandalorian one and two, and they talked about like the making of it. And it's just just a really awesome, especially if you're into like digital effects or filmmaking type stuff. It's a really incredible documentary. And if you love Star Wars in general, it's it's still a great watch. And uh, I guess like back to uh, to the Boba special, you know, for me, um, the, the reason I haven't seen the trailer yet is not because I'm not interested. It's because I really didn't need a trailer to see this show because I mean, for, for two reasons. One, Boba Fett, he's already he's he, he's been popular with the fan base for doing so little for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that's one thing, and the other thing is, I mean, we've like like you already mentioned, we've already seen Mandalorian, and we know uh, how great both seasons of that have been. So I have no reason to doubt that Boba, uh, that the Boba special or his show would be any different. Yeah, and I think this show is probably you know this special rather. I think the special is going to be more like a documentary style thing. I think it's going to yeah. be um, them talking about the origins of the character. Um, we'll probably get some some cool Boba Fett trivia because George Lucas originally did not intend for him to be, you know, as popular as he was. But his popularity <laughs> just kind of skyrocketed, pun intended. Um, you know, he just he, he the kind of the mythology around him just really ballooned. Like fans really wanted to see more and more and more of him. And uh, when the expanded universe materials came out, uh, there was a lot of that. Uh, it it was even enough to where um, they put a deleted episode, deleted episode, a deleted scene back into A New Hope when they released the special editions, mm. where Boba was in A New Hope because originally his, you know, his first appearance was in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, see, and see that that's uh, a tidbit that's interesting for me because I didn't see any Star Wars until I was like twenty two years old, and so the the version that I saw always had. <laughs> I always had him in a new hope. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that scene uh when they go up to the Falcon and Jabba's like waiting for him outside the Falcon and like Boba uh -huh. Fett's with him, that is not in the original film at all. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, some <laughs> nice trivia for you there. Um, we're getting an MCU celebration uh, uh special, and I and I'm assuming that I and this is I, I'm both hoping and assuming. Uh, they recently came out with a book uh, about the kind of origins and um, the kind of the the meta like story of the MCU, right? Um, 
and, and there's a, been a lot of like tidbits that have kind of come out from that. Uh, there's tons of conversations with Kevin Feige in that book. And I'm hoping that this is going to be like a documentary style sort of movie of of basically what's in that book. And they're going to talk about the MCU from the moment that ter- that term was coined, um, which was when they were um, – when they were planning the after credit scene from Incredible Hulk where Robert Downey Jr. shows up, uh, Kevin Feige wanted uh, a term that would denote that this is separate from Marvel Comics, but there is a continuity between the movies. And mm-hmm. so that's how the MCU, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe was was, was coined. Um, so I, it's going to be, I think, from that moment up to where we are right now, and it may even um, shed some light on the near future of the MCU. Yeah, and I think that this is well-deserved. I mean, you know, uh, something that we've said uh, on the Superhero Homies time and time again is that the MCU has done something that's pretty unprecedented. Uh, No other studios have come close to doing or replicating what they've done. Uh, And so I think that it is actually kind of long overdue that we see something like this from them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I really do think that... I mean, I can listen to Kevin Feige talk about Marvel forever right and the reason that we like to listen to kevin feige talk about the mcu or just marvel in general is because he is a fan first and foremost i read a quote from him today and he said one of his favorite things to do and this this comes off as like corporate speak but it really in his case it it just happens to match up with how he really feels uh you know he said one of his favorite things to do is to buy merchandise of his favorite characters right but then he went on to say that, you know, in order to do that, in order for someone to want to do that and enjoy that process, you have to feel an incredible attachment to that character, right? I mean, I can't tell you how much Ahsoka merchandise I own, because when I see that character on some on something, I'm instantly like, I want that because it has this character on it. And in order for me to, to feel that way, I have to really love that character. Same with like t'challa or captain america or you know anybody like that and 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 he's absolutely right yeah and uh uh, that's part of like the uh the 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 magic there, part of the beauty that they've been able to do with the mcu uh over the past over 10 years 12 13 years now uh so i think this is going to be pretty awesome what we get here i mean hopefully we get like some uh not not so much tea sipping uh information but hopefully some juicy tidbits that we maybe haven't heard. Like, I really want to hear more about uh, the uh, semi-acquisition of Spider-Man and about how that went down. That would that would be amazing. You know uh, Amy Pascal uh, threw her sandwich at him. Yes, yes, she did. And that, that recently came up again because I think there was a book release, right? And, yeah, it was, um, the, it was the book I was just talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the very same. Yeah, and, and it was brought up again in that. And uh, that, that whole conversation is a different conversation for a different time, but... It it still blows my mind that somebody's offering you a uh, uh, a, a rope to safety and then you throw a sandwich at them. But yes, yeah, we could probably do an entire episode, <laughs> uh, probably on your show about that, uh, because you know it's just it's not every day that you hear somebody say, "Listen, we don't want any of the money or anything. Uh, you can do your own promotion. All we want to do is we want to make the story good because you guys suck." Yeah, you're right. How often does that happen in corporate land? It doesn't. I mean, that was a move where it was like they purely did this because they knew it was something that the fans were craving for and they thought 
they knew that it would be this amazing thing that nobody had ever seen before. Um, so yeah, maybe that is a discussion for another time, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's an incredible water cooler conversation, or I guess in the COVID area, it's a zoom conversation. Yeah. Also, I want to know what kind of sandwich it was. I do too. I do too. Yeah. I hope it was, I hope it was a, a peanut butter sandwich and that the, when uh, black widow talks about throwing her sandwich at, at, uh, Captain America <laughs> in game, I hope it's a reference to that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we got one more thing that we're gonna get on the twelfth, and okay, so we're, what we're gonna get is uh, we're getting a new uh, a drama series called Dope Sick, and it's gonna be an original series that stars Michael Keaton, Will Poulter, and Rosario Dawson, heavy hitters, especially mm-hmm. in the in the Disney universe, right? I mean, yes, um, you know, Michael Keaton, and, uh, Will Poulter, and Rosario Dawson are all very entrenched in the the nerd culture uh will poulter was very recently cast as adam warlock uh you know i and yeah people are excited about that yeah so, it's like they, they already got people who are technically in-house to to do this is what it yeah. feels like yeah uh, um and, and so basically this show is going to be about the opioid epidemic so apparently it's going to be about a, a doctor who's like i guess trying to do the right thing for his patients and, and care for his patients and and I, and I looked into this a little more and apparently he's just kind of, it, it's going to come down to like a, you know, him kind of against the pharmaceutical companies and seeing like what the impact is of, uh, of these drugs on like American culture or, may, or maybe even other cultures. Um, if you're listening to me describe this and you're thinking, what in the fuck, that is the right <laughs> reaction. Uh, because this is, this is going to be dark and, and, yeah. and edgy. And uh, it does not seem like your typical Disney programming. And, the, and so, uh, interestingly enough, though, it's going to release on Hulu in the U.S. And it's going to be on Disney Plus everywhere else. Yeah, something else is interesting about this. And um, I don't know if this is already out somewhere else on some other platform. But I've heard a lot about this show already. Um, and I obviously haven't seen any of it, if it is available in, in some other way. But I've heard a lot about this show and heard that it's really, really good. So Yeah, I've heard the yeah. same thing. And I think it yeah. I think either they previewed it in some places or maybe it is already airing in some markets. But uh this is this is Disney batting outside the box. And That's I really good. like it. And yeah. if you think I'm using a lot of baseball analogies tonight, you'll have to forgive me. The Braves just won the World Series. <laughs> uh and so I am using a lot of baseball terms here tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. They Marvel really hit a home run with their films. I can I can do it too. See? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So that wraps up kind of the 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 list of stuff we know. A hundred percent, we're getting this stuff November twelfth. So from here on out, folks, we're speculating. This is a we're going to talk about things that we want to happen and how, or, or we maybe not that we want. It could be stuff we don't want. Um, but basically, we're going to be talking about you know things that uh, are likely to happen, how likely they are to happen. Um, will we get it on the twelfth? You know, um, so that's that's how we're going to be going forward here. Uh, we're all speculating from here on out. I'm really excited about some of these things. First off, a lot of people are thinking that we may get a price drop, maybe not a permanent price drop, but it may be something where you can sign up or get a discount uh, if you, you know, you know, for a limited amount of time because 
originally Disney Plus debuted at I think forty nine ninety nine for a year, and it's seventy nine ninety nine right now I believe for a year. So uh, a lot of people are speculating that we may see a price drop. Um, I I don't know if that's very likely. Uh, me either. I got to be honest. Um, I because have their prices really changed since they've released? Hasn't it always been six ninety nine or seven ninety nine, whatever. Yeah, they like, haven't changed very much yeah. since it came out. I mean, I, there was that initial offering, and if you got it on that, then you're good. But right. then when it actually released, it was I believe I think it's seven ninety nine. I mean, seven ninety nine. That's that's the best price point. Uh, out of any uh, you know, streaming service, I should know. I have almost all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for 4K HDR content, mm-hmm. Netflix is charging me nearly twenty dollars a month. Yep. And it's just like the, I mean, granted, like Netflix has probably a wider library, but Disney has, Disney's library is tight and it's focused and it's good. Like I don't ever have to go yeah. swimming through Disney Plus. It like I'm sitting there. I know it's. I know what's coming out on it. I'm waiting for it as it releases, and I'm probably watching it. I can't tell you how many times I've stayed up till three o'clock in the morning to watch an episode of something on Disney Plus the moment that it launches. And not only that, but Disney Plus also obviously owns their content, uh, which is something that you know Netflix they can say for a lot of their uh, original content now, but. For a lot of the stuff that they really uh, build their foundation on, they don't technically really own. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you do see them focusing more on original programming now. And, and, you know, and we're not here to throw shade at Netflix, but Disney is here to throw shade at Netflix uh, because they, they've basically said that they want to knock them off the top of the, the streaming platforms. And, th- I mean, they've really... Disney is very focused on Disney Plus being the streaming network. I mean, Black Widow, when it released on streaming, dominated everything for two weeks. Yeah. And that's not even an A-list Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, that's true. should have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have to. Yeah. We don't, we don't got to go. <laughs> go. go there. Uh, but that, that is true. But the thing I love about it the most is that, I mean, it shows that competition is good. You know, uh, it, it really forces the the competition to step up. I mean, we, we know that like Netflix, they have their uh, their array uh, array of TV shows that they really love to focus on, uh, and I, th- I think it's great for the most part. Uh, you know, for every great MCU show or every uh, great Star Wars uh, show that we get on Disney Plus, hopefully we'll get another Witcher or you know another Stranger Things or another Ozark. Um, the boys. So. Yeah, yeah, the boys. Yeah, going to Amazon. Yeah, um, so yeah, there's there's always great competition out there, and hopefully that just creates more. And and also uh, just to add on to that even more, um, just going to show that like the popularity of uh, of superhero content is not waning. Uh, you know where uh, something that Kevin and I discussed a few months ago on the po- on on superhero homies was the fact that. On you know three separate stations on Netflix, we you know we're covering uh, Umbrella Academy, and then on Amazon we were talking about The Boys, and then you know on uh, HBO there was Doom Patrol, and then it was like there's all these, all these if we're being honest, fairly obscure superhero shows that honestly have no business being as prevalent 
as they are as popular as they are with people and yet here we are talking about them and having a conversation with somebody who doesn't read comics about the boys is mind-blowing yeah or guardians of the galaxy or guardians of the galaxy yeah that was the most mind-blowing still (laughs) yeah i mean i would i would say that there are more there are easily more casual guardians of the galaxy movie fans than there ever were people that bought those issues yeah i mean uh that that's 100 percent the truth (laughs) yeah i mean you know it's it's just crazy to see that Uh, being a thing and and, you know what gets me is people were talking about superhero fatigue that 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 term was coined around the like bvs civil war era Mm -hmm. and and just think about how absolutely ludicrous that is because endgame made two billion dollars several years after that Mm -hmm. yeah there uh the 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 concept of the fatigue only comes about when uh, things get stagnant uh superhero as a whole is a uh, is a subgenre that incorporates other genres to really support itself so saying that it's a superhero movie in this day and age does not tell me everything i need to know about the movie in a world where we're going to get uh, a doctor strange horror movie uh where we've had uh you know a couple of mcu spy movies uh, or whether or not we've seen uh you know, whether it be superhero war-based movies or superhero R-rated strong content like The Suicide Squad, there's an, an array uh, of content or genres that go along with the superhero. Superhero by itself isn't a complete genre. It needs another genre to complete it. So the, the idea of fatigue only comes about when it stops getting creative and it stops getting fun. Yeah, and, and to be fair, that sort of uh, 2016 era you know, uh, when they started coining that, we had two movies come out in the same year. Um, you know, Batman versus Superman, which people were very hyped for and very disappointed with. And then Civil War, which, you know, still with most audiences was considered a home run and still made a lot of money. But both movies were really about collateral damage and they were both about superheroes fighting each other. And so it was unfortunate that they came out in the same year. And I think people maybe start, you know, probably did start to get fatigued with the, you know, when you had both of your major powerhouses mm-hmm. making movies about the same thing and, and the fact that they were to varying degrees of success doesn't help it. Yeah. Uh, that and the fact that it was also, it was by design that these movies came out around the same time as well, uh, which in, in retrospect, I don't know if they realized that that hurt more than helped, but yeah, agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, let me ask you this before we start getting into the you know specific categories here. Um, Hulu and ABC are under the uh, the banner of Disney now, of course. Uh, Fox as well. Um, you know, so the, we have the we have the bundle, which is uh, you can get ESPN, you can get Hulu, and you can get Disney Plus. Um, do you think we see any changes to that bundle, or do you think maybe they add any categories to Disney Plus? Do you think we see um, you know, uh, Hulu becoming more integrated or maybe uh, ABC's content becoming more integrated? That's an excellent question. I won't have really thought about that that much. Uh, I don't know if we see any, any real big changes to those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess if anything, we'd probably see, because here's the thing, like 
for for people who watch ESPN or people who are like you know big into that realm, uh, I, I don't see that really changing too much because that that's a strong fan base that will never change or alter or falter. Uh, as far as Hulu goes, um, yeah, like that that's kind of the wild card for me. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any uh, significant changes with Hulu. I can see there being changes, but I don't know what they'd be. And as far as ABC goes, uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I really watched anything uh, from ABC specifically. So, yeah, I got. I'm on, I'm on board with you there. I, I I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go down the list here and get into um, some of the things that we uh, speculate that we're gonna see. Um, one of the things that I think is really cool that's coming from ESPN and. Uh, yes, I did have to look up a YouTube video of this guy pronouncing his name. Um, so, uh, so they have a movie coming up called Rise, and it's going to be like a, a, you know, one of the based on type films. Um, you know, think uh, Forty Two, uh, being about the life of Jackie Robinson. I watched mm. that movie earlier today. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, it, it is uh, based on the life of uh, Giannis uh, Adempo. Adinto Kumpo. I, I had to watch him pronounce that earlier uh, because that last name is a is it's a killer. <laughs> it's, it's it's a cold dick killer, Morty. Uh, you know, and uh, he has a very interesting life. He actually grew up in uh, Athens, Greece, um, and comes from like a long line of like basketball players, and had a very interesting story. And uh, he's an incredible player. I keep up with the NBA, you know, a little bit here and there. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that this will be a cool thing. I think we get a preview for this. I think it's highly likely uh, because how much ESPN and Nat Geo content do they really have? That's a good question. I mean, I imagine that as far as like as far as original content goes, very little. So but the back catalog and or the uh, or the library is it's got to be immense, though. Yeah, it's enormous. I mean, ESPN's yeah. got what 40 50 right. years worth of everything <laughs> easily um, uh you know one of the things that I, you know i'm not like a big national geographic fan but one of the things um you know moving on I, I i really am interested in in this show and i probably will watch it so they're coming out with a show called welcome to earth um i don't know how much we're gonna get on this because it comes out in december right um so it may be one of those things where maybe they just play the trailer uh, or maybe announce like some cameos or something from people, but basically it's Will Smith kind of traveling the world and going to a lot of like lesser known locations and, and even, you know, getting into some kind of uh, dangerous areas where they have some kind of apex predators out there. Uh, I was going to make an independence day joke, but apparently that was done by design. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully this goes way better than the last time he said, welcome to earth. <laughs> right. At right. least at first. Yeah. So if there are any aliens, they are screwed. Oh yeah, yeah. He's dealt. He's dealt with aliens in so many different franchises. Like I don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, I mean, out of all the people that they could have come in contact with, this is like the last guy they want to come in contact with. Right. So, um, okay. So uh, you know, I said we were going to be brief uh, on ESPN and Nat Geo, and and we are. So uh, we're probably not the people to really dig deep into what you know into speculation about what they might have coming out because both of those things that we just mentioned i had to look them up so you know it's gonna whatever it is is gonna be complete news to me um 
Something that uh, that I can speak a little bit more on, though, is kind of the, the core Disney offerings. There's a lot of buzz on the internet, uh, Reddit, etc., that they are going to announce a Disney Plus Percy Jackson series. Um, and those movies are very popular in like the kind of young adult uh, audience. Yeah, so like I never actually saw the movies themselves, but I remember hearing a lot of buzz about them. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, if this does come to fruition, is this going to be more like a retelling, you think? Or like a continuation of some sort? I think the the cast of the movies has got to be too old now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think they would just pick up from the movies. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this has probably got to be like a from Jump Street, like retelling of the whole thing. And then maybe they can expand on some things. Um, I have not read the books, but I know a lot of people who's like kids have read the books or like, people who are like in their early twenties that read them, you know, the, these were sort of the, the Harry Potter for, for that mm. generation to an extent. I mean, it wasn't as popular because Harry Potter is a global phenomenon. I mean, around the holidays, it still hits like the top of the Amazon charts every single year, you know? Um, so, so yeah, this is, uh, it, it's not really on that level, but it is sort of that generation right after us. It's kind of there. Mm-hmm you know, childhood kind of book series that caught on really hard. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that we get this, but I think it's complete fresh retelling. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably for the best, especially if it is like such a popular IP, it's just a way to garner new fans and to bring the old ones back. Right. And I mean, there'll be people that compare it to the movies, but as you know, Anytime you're going to adapt a book, if you've got 10 hours instead of two, you're going to have a lot better time with that. And you're going to, and it's probably going to please book fans a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is completely off topic, but, uh, definitely check out the, uh, wheel of time series, uh, that's coming out on, uh, Amazon prime. I gotta, I gotta plug that. Uh, so uh, that's coming out like in the next two weeks. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Shameless plug there. Uh, not a sponsor. I, I gotta be honest, man. Like just speaking of that real quick, uh, you have me more hype for that show than anything Amazon has done. So, <laughs> I, I here's the thing, man. I haven't even read it yet. I haven't read it. I'm waiting until after the show comes out to read it. But I just, for my own selfish reasons, want it to do extremely well um, because I want then Hollywood to go and and start. Uh, digging into Brandon Sanderson's works so that they can make them into uh, a billion dollar franchise. So that is, that, that's what I'm wanting. Uh, so it's, it's a very selfish desire that I have for that <laughs> show to do well. I may just have it streaming on my TV 24 seven, just to pump those numbers up. Right. <laughs> um, another thing that I kind of found that people were speculating here is that we may get a like really high quality Aladdin stage play production that may come out for Disney plus. Um, I'm down for it. I mean, yeah, that'd be interesting. Like, I mean, I, I love Aladdin and I, 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 full disclosure, I even, I didn't mind the guy Ritchie movie. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said that out loud. Um, I no, didn't hate I, it. I, I absolutely love the live action remake. Oh, okay. Good, good. Yeah. Cause most people I talk to, they're kind of iffy on that, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the live action remake. Uh, so I'm all about some Aladdin. Um, I mean, yeah, anything with Jafar, like let's 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 do it. Let's roll. Uh, Aladdin is my favorite um, Disney movie. At, like that out, out of the animated ones that came out when we were right. kids, and so 
for me to really love the um, the live action one. I mean, obviously the, the live action one isn't quite as good. There's a couple things like um, like you know Jafar is not as good, right? Um, and then the the added Jasmine sections I can do without yeah. some of them. Uh, but I I loved I I like that they expanded her role in the story. And I mm-hmm. love the actress that played her in the movie, but yeah. some of her musical numbers are just atrociously like out of place, like a in-game level out of place. Uh, yeah, they, they were. There, there was one in particular, I, I believe, like, like the beginning of the third act. They really just kind of stood out in that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, other than that, though, I thought it was uh, it was really good. Um, I, I think that Will Smith did about as good as anyone could do with the shoes you had to feel. Yeah. He didn't try to be Robin Williams, which was going to be a, a, a lose, lose scenario. If he, yep. if he had tried yep. um, that being said, uh, you know, this, I, I didn't have this on the outline. I sent you earlier. So I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Mm-hmm. Do you think we will get an announcement for a, another live action remake of a classic Disney film? And if so, which one? Oh man. Uh, so, the thoughts that ran through my mind were like such a, a fastball baby of, of different ideas that contradicted one another. So my first thought was actually more of a selfish, what I would like to see. And I said, uh, it would be great if they did Hercules. But then I also countered that thought with saying, well, Q, uh, you know, Disney also obviously owns Marvel and they may want to bring in the MCU version of Hercules there. So if they were to do that, it may be confusing if they did a Disney Hercules remake. So maybe not. Uh, so um, my next thought would be because they've done they've done so many of the classics. Right. Uh, trying to think one that they haven't done is uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they even tried Tarzan a few years ago, didn't they? And and that didn't that didn't no, quite pan out. You know, we were just talking about it. They could do Return of Jafar. They could, yeah. Um, I'm down for an Aladdin trilogy. I'm all for it. I mean, honestly, the way they structured the first movie uh, almost lends itself to there being another another movie in that franchise. And maybe they go a different direction because the sequels were, you know, they, they were a mixed bag as far as reception mm-hmm. goes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, if you deviate from the original sequels, then I don't think people would be that upset. Right. Yeah, but I actually, yeah. I was so into Aladdin as a kid. I love all three of them. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, you know, there's just something about, uh, Jafar becoming like a straight up Sith Lord in the second one. That's just fantastic, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So, uh, this is another thing that I find a lot of info on. I'm gonna be honest here. I don't know a lot about it, but apparently the, there's, uh, the, the proud family was a huge hit on the Disney channel back in the day. Yes. And a lot of people have kind of uh, hinted that we may be getting that returning on Disney Plus, which would be, you know, would be cool. They can do the whole back catalog and then they can, you know, bring the whole cast back. And apparently the cast is all up for it. So, you know, I I didn't watch it myself, but it sounds like it was a big hit. It sounds like it'd be a win for Disney. Yeah. When I was a kid, I honestly didn't watch a ton of their TV show or their, you know, animated TV shows. Uh, but the Proud Family was one that I will watch from time to time. And I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, I never had a bad time with it. I always thought it was a, a pretty funny show. So it'd be cool if they brought that back. Uh, I think that there's a lot they could do with that today. 
Yeah. Um, they have already announced that they are going to do a Rocketeer live action movie. And I was reading some stuff about it. Apparently, I think it was a director, you know, said he was asked, you know, about, you know, the, the kind of, I guess the, maybe not the rumor, but the, the mantra in Hollywood is like Disney only gives money to live action when it's Marvel. And, uh, and and I understand that because they're the ones bringing mm-hmm. in the money, but it's like the director said, no, Disney has been has really given us everything we wanted in this budget, everything we've asked for, they've given us. So um, I, I'm excited. I, I think uh, an original type movie like this that's you know outside of what we're getting elsewhere, and it's kind of out of I don't want to say out of Disney's wheelhouse, but it's it's not Frozen, you know, it's not yeah. like the, uh, it's not that sort of content. Um, now, uh, here's kind of a uh, of a deep cut, maybe not maybe not so much for you, uh, but the gentleman who directed Captain America one didn't he also previously direct a Rocketeer movie himself? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so it's not like it's uh, it's just more, I guess more for funny coincidence more than anything else. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. I think maybe we don't get a if we get a teaser for this, it'll be very brief. I think yeah. maybe we might get like some concept art or something like that. Maybe they'll talk about it. Maybe we get a release date, but I, I don't think we're going to get like a trailer or anything for this. Yeah. Um, another thing that's incredibly speculative. And I will admit that out of the Disney stuff that we've mentioned, um, this is probably the biggest, like this could just be the internet being hopeful. But there are rumors of a Kingdom Hearts series coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think this is a mistake if they make it. Um, but uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this? How, how likely do you think it is? Zero. Uh, I think that, that Disney is smart enough to not to not touch Kingdom Hearts. Uh, not, not in that capacity. Because um, if you think about it, in terms of like the storytelling for Kingdom Hearts... Disney wasn't necessarily hands-on for those you know projects. It was that was mostly Square that that did all that, and uh, we see kind of how that went throughout that trilogy. Uh, so no, I, I don't think that it's very likely that we see anything from that capacity. Yeah, agree. No, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I I think that is a that is a zero sum. You will lose either way you go with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know, you know, how much collaboration they'd have to do with Square. Is Square going to make it? Are they going to animate it? Because if so, I'm already done. It'll take them seven years. <laughs> right. And uh, it'll have a cliffhanger for season one, and then we'll never get season two until 15 years down the road. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm just yeah. good. Okay. Um, we got We got all that stuff out of the way, right? So... <laughs> let's talk about let, let's talk about the MCU. Uh, this is your bread and butter, uh, so you know if I'm missing anything, which is completely possible, uh, you know definitely let me know. Uh, so obviously the, uh, this is this is a known right. We're not really speculating here on what on on this because the next property coming out this December, it looks like it's going to be like a Die Hard themed thing. It's going to be Hawkeye. I've seen the trailers and I'm here for it, man. Yeah, the the trailers look really good, man. I like what they're doing with this. Um, we're 
we're, we're getting a a, a Hawkeye. That yeah, the, the, this does feel so much like Die Hard, but also I'm getting a little bit of Lethal Weapon, a little bit of I'm too old for this shit in here yeah. as well from uh from from Clint. Uh, but I think this is great, man. I don't know exactly what the the long term plan is for the character of Clint Barton. Um, if he does, you know, finally want to retire to spend time with his family, I think this show would be a great spinoff from that. Uh, also, FYI, guys, um, th- there's a phenomenal comic book run done by Matt Fraction uh, that is what this show is going to be loosely based off of as well. Uh, probably the best hawkeye solo series that you can find in comic book format uh highly suggest reading that if you guys really want to get into the into the groove of things before the tv show comes out but it looks amazing though there you go ladies and gentlemen if you were wondering that's why we have him on the show (laughs) uh because he knows the good stuff he knows all the all the good print stuff uh let let me ask you this though Mm -hmm. have they already shown too much is the trailer does the trailer and, and 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 of course like this goes either way right marvel is very good at you know making you think you know everything in the trailer and then it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors but they also are guilty at times of just showing way too damn much in the trailer so if you had to guess do you, which one of those do you think this is or do you think it's a little bit of both uh if i can be honest i don't think they've shown too much and and i guess because Especially from a trailer standpoint, uh, Marvel uh, they they have some stock with me um, because with, with with their trailers typically, um, you get something that you may think is like a big thing of it, but it may just be like a small bit, like a cameo, or whatnot. Like seeing uh, seeing Abomination in the Shang Chi trailers, you know, like it, it obviously looks like a big deal because that's Abomination. We haven't seen him since. 2008 and here he is again but you know in reality it was just it was a fun easter egg that they threw in the movie uh but it didn't have very much impact so ultimately no i don't think they've shown uh too much in the uh, hawkeye series i think that they still have quite a bit of the sleeve especially since it's a tv show and they have a lot more footage for that than they do a movie next question then and i agree with you 100 percent on on pretty much all of that uh Will, would you watch and, and this this is something that fans from the very first Hawkeye trailer are are like clamoring for would you watch a Steve Rogers musical <laughs> uh so I am a huge Captain America fan so I'd be obligated to yeah I mean from the moment that they created that in universe I mean it was all over the internet it was <laughs> like right. hey guys did you see the Hawkeye trailer also please give us Steve Rogers the musical uh that that would be great and i think you know because i was thinking about that and i think like the way that i would enjoy that the most would be under the guise of seeing other members of the mcu going to casually see this and then we see it as they're seeing it uh i think that'd be that'd be epic that would be very cool yeah (laughs) that would be very cool um okay so uh We'll go down the speculation train here. This is all but announced, so you know we're. I, I you know I'm not trying to sound super clever, you know, by guessing that we're going to get an announcement on this because the director has already said that uh, you know he's already talking about season two plans. So um, the the biggest I, I think arguably the biggest hit on Disney Plus as far as the MCU goes 
is is what if and we just you know we just recently got done uh going through all that and i think it blew away people's expectations for what it was going to be um do you think we get like an official announcement for season two oh absolutely um as a matter of fact i was so confident in that i thought it was already confirmed yeah uh and here's the thing, guys, like for, for anyone who hasn't seen uh, What If, maybe the, the biggest, uh, the, maybe the most important thing I can say about the TV show is is this. Uh, I enjoy the What If TV show way more than I enjoy the What If comics. Uh, if, if that isn't the highest accommodation I can give uh, a superhero product, then I don't know what is. Uh, it's, it's just that good. And I don't know if it's because... It can be tethered to to the the major MCU, or or it can't. And the fact that it it really doesn't matter, uh, they're given so much creativity and freedom to kind of do what they want, tell whatever stories they want to, and they're having so much fun with it. I mean, yeah, I, I think that it's a no brainer. Uh, we may not, I don't, we definitely don't won't see anything uh for a wit of season two but i do firmly believe that that they will say yes for certain we're getting wit of season two i mean honestly like the thing that would really blow my mind is they open the scene with jeffrey wright sitting there and he gives the the chilling Uh amazing intro that he did and even like the eighth time you heard it you were still like yes you know right um (laughs) and i i really hope that they would announce not only a season two, but that we were going to get Jeffrey uh, Wright as Uatu in like the MCU proper, you know, because yeah. that would absolutely cement, you know, it's, it's already, um, you know, what if I, I'm pretty sure that they've uh, already said like, Hey, yeah, it is Canon, but we have a multiverse mm-hmm. so it can be, it can be Canon, but right. you know, Jeffrey Wright as the watcher in a, a, in a MCU like live action movie would further cement that. Oh yeah, and not only that, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't be any stretch at all because we've already seen Watchers in the MCU. We saw them in Guardians Volume Two, uh, so it, it wouldn't even be that big of of a stretch to see Uatu, uh, because to some degree we're already acclimated to it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just put this out there. From here on, as far as the Marvel stuff goes. Most of this shit does not even have a release date. <laughs> like, um, we have a release year for some of this stuff. Um, and, and, and you know, they're not being a release date for it, but it being announced, that always opens up the a possibility that that's what we might get. We might get, like, a third quarter 2023 or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, like a vague um, date. You know, we know Marvel just shifted a bunch of their dates around for their releases. Right. Um, okay, so let's talk She-Hulk because that's the next thing we should be getting on Disney Plus after Hawkeye. Um, it's it's been given a broad 2022 release. Um, do you think that we get any kind of like trailer teaser or anything like that? I think that it is. I think it's possible that we get maybe like a 30 second teaser uh, that will be mostly voiceover um and we may see tatiana um and and just her normal uh jenny walters form uh if we see any footage from anything that isn't technically doesn't have a set date yet it'll be moon knight 
Uh, and I only say that because She-Hulk does require a lot more uh, effects than Moon Knight would. Um, but no, the, I guess that's your question. I don't think that we actually. I don't think, I don't think that we're going to see like She-Hulk. Uh, I think that we'll we'll maybe get a little 15, 30 second teaser. Uh, you know, if we get any kind of footage, it's going to have Mark Ruffalo in it, right? Because that's going to mm-hmm. be the thing they're going to use to say. Oh, hey, MCU fans and Bruce Banner, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and I think it would be interesting if like, you know, I, so like what we don't want, right. It, we know that Mark Ruffalo is in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be Bruce Banner. I think maybe we don't get the Hulk proper at all. Um, maybe if we do, maybe it's just like, maybe he's training her or something, you yeah. know, but I, I don't, what I don't want is for her to go through the whole show and then she faces the big bad guy at the end. And then we have like the Hulk comes in and is like the deus ex machina. Right. Yeah. No, we, we don't need that. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about she Hulk, man, is that for so many years, she's been written so well by guys like John Byrne and, and even Dan slot who uh, were able to make her such a unique character. That even though she's big green and strong and she has the word Hulk in her name, you can think about She-Hulk and not think about the Hulk. Like right. that's just how fleshed out she is. So we don't really need that much Bruce Banner in this show. Right. He's there to bring the general MCU audience over yeah. and he'll do that. And it's not mm-hmm. that I don't want to see more Bruce Banner. Yeah. But I think, you know, from, you know, uh, you know, light spoiler here, I think from seeing, you know, the Shang-Chi in credits, uh, we're going to see a lot more of him in the MCU anyway, because he's one of the few core Avengers that's left, right? Yeah. So we're going to see more of him. One arm and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still had it <laughs> in the sling. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you mentioned Moon Knight. First off, is Oscar Isaac not on a absolute tear lately? You know, it's like all the Star Wars sequel trilogy people, their careers just went straight into the tank afterwards, but Oscar Isaac has clawed his way out of the Sarlacc pit. You know, Oscar Isaac, uh, no disrespect to any of the other newcomers that were in the uh, previous Star Wars trilogy, but Oscar Isaac, he had done a lot of amazing projects before Star Wars, so it's not even like that was his big break. Yeah. Uh and, and so to, to see him here in this role, is not surprising. He's one of those actors who is really like a chameleon. You can see him in a bevy of different roles. And uh, so when he was first announced as Mark Spector, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be perfect. And I think what I like the most is just how quiet everything's been surrounding Moon Knight. Uh, they've just been quietly working on it as it slowly approaches. I think I think we may see something for Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, um, his turn as uh, Leto Atreides in Dune, I mean, I know you haven't seen it yet, but, uh, you know, that's a role that's been played by three different actors, and, uh, you know, he just absolutely embodies that role. He grew that perfect beard Mm -hmm. for it that's just like, you know, just, it's so crisp. Uh, you know, he just, he did such a great job. I know you and I are both huge fans of the movie Ex Machina, which is kind of almost a... I don't know if it's even a cult classic, but it's a lesser known, you know, film, but it's yeah. so good. And he's so good in it. Um, so, so what do you think the odds are that we get some, uh, like a teaser or a trailer for this? Uh, realistically, I think that it is slightly less than 50% that we get footage for it. 
but out of all of the other projects that are coming out after Hawkeye, I think they will most likely to see something from him. Uh, and yeah. again, it's because his is, it's the most practical. Even if it's just Oscar Isaac in the costume, I think I'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Because we all want to see what he's going to look like. Right, yeah. If it's just a shot of the cowl even, you know, something. I think we'll, we'll get something. Do you think the internet will immediately be like, this is just Marvel Batman? Uh, it, what I think will happen is, uh, I think maybe for a day, um, something that I've learned about the internet and, and uh, their stark reactions is they'll react, but then over the course of 24 hours, they'll Google and then they'll come back and then they'll, they'll use their expert expertise uh, to say, well, no, that's not the case at all. And then that'll be it. So I, I don't think the comparisons will stick around very long. If anything, when the show comes out, they'll probably compare him to Daredevil. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> you said their stark reaction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, go to bed. Oh, you like uh, this, oh, this is a new setup, man. My bed is like right here. I could just easily just <laughs> leap over into it. Um, that being said, man. Uh, so Miss Marvel is coming up, and this is somebody who was very recently in the Avengers video game, and everyone mm -hmm. hates it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like her introduction, I guess, to the general audiences wasn't that great. Um, what it's, this one is, uh, we're getting a winter 2022 release. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking about this? Do you think we'll get anything on this? So this one right here, I'm kind of up in the air about because, and you may have an answer for this, but it's her first or it's a live action appearance going to be first in this TV show or is it going to be in the Marvels? I think so. They just pushed the Marvels out of 2022, right? That's true. Yeah, early 2023 now. So yeah, so so she's gonna get her show before she appears in the movie now, um, which I think is a good call because mm -hmm. if people like her, that's gonna help that movie because as yeah. we know, um, people don't like Carol Danvers. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like Captain mm -hmm. Marvel from audiences has one of the worst audience scores. I mean. Um, you know, a lot of people just don't like her character. Um, but a lot of people, uh, seem to really gravitate towards Monica Rambeau in, um, yes. WandaVision. And I thought she was amazing. She's going to be in it. So it could only help this movie to have another character with that sort of presence to bring people in. Yeah. Um, and you know, honestly, like this is this is going to be like such an important show for Marvel. Um, I, I won't pretend like I know exactly the inner workings of Kevin Feige and the MCU, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they would like to set up a young Avengers. And if they want her at the head of that, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, and, you know, with all the things that they've had going, you know, uh, in, in, in other TV shows, seeing speed and Wiccan, uh, you know, seeing, uh, you know, the, the, Young Patriot. Uh, I mean, we've seen so many uh, Kid Loki. We've seen a lot of a lot of characters who could be in the Young Avengers with, uh, uh, you know, with Miss Marvel at the, uh, at the at the head of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this show. Uh, I don't know if we actually see anything for this. Uh, we, we very well could because they've been working on it for a while. But the reason I have reservations is because. It was recently announced that they're tweaking her power set. 
maybe that was the plan from the beginning. And if if so, then they may have footage for it. But if not, then uh, I'm not quite certain. Yeah, I agreed on that. Um, we got a couple of different uh, kind of uh, further out um, Disney Plus shows. Uh, these are rumored for either late 2022 or 2023. Probably, I'm guessing, more 2023 because we already got three coming out 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, Star Wars has a lot coming out next year, too. So, um, you know, they like to run that cadence where it's like the Marvel show ends and then two weeks, you know, we got some Star Wars stuff starting up. So, um, I mean, it's, it's smart. <laughs> yeah uh so we've got secret invasion which should be a big project yes we have armor wars and we have iron heart and we know that iron heart um is probably going to be after um uh black panther 2 black Panther 2 yeah because iron heart is supposed to make her debut in that movie mm-hmm. and they just and this is kind of breaking news here they actually just stopped production on they did. forever over letitia wright's injury uh, which has me worried, man, because that injury happened a while back, and they thought it was minor, and it seems like that may not be the case. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. That last bit I was not aware of. I thought it was a new injury that she had sustained. I didn't know it was still that same old lingering uh, injury, so that is a little disconcerting. Um, and that may be the case. The reports may just be a little confusing about it. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I was reading earlier implied that it was the same injury. So I hope it's not. I hope it's something new. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as as uh, as bizarre as that is out of context, yeah, I hope that she has a new injury. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, because we, right. we know if something lasts longer than like five months, man, it's got to be serious. And that's, oh, like, yeah. you know, surgery and, you know, possibly worse. So, right. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that all sorts itself out. Hopefully um, she's doing fantastic because Shuri, as you know, is one of my favorite MCU characters. Um, and, and I love the, that I, this, this is going to sound bad out of context too. I love that they have to shut down the filming because she's not there because that tells you that her role in the movie is going to be a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that is true because typically they'll try to, you know, film around scenes like that. Uh, so it is kind of telling that, uh, yeah, that they actually shut down production because of her, um, but yeah, so it, it is interesting to me that uh, Riri Williams is, uh, you know, going to be making her debut in uh, in Black Panther two. Um, th- there's there's certainly pros and cons to have about that. Uh, again, wrong place, wrong time. But uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what they do with the character in Black Panther two that that leads into uh, the Iron uh, Iron Heart series because. I think that she was also going to be in the Armor Wars as well. So they have plans for Riri. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's got like a microverse in the miniverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's that's a cool thing. I mean, honestly, this is something that we've seen. You know, this is, this is a trick that Kevin Feige can pull again and again. Is mm-hmm. he can, if he puts you in several properties and makes you the connective tissue between those properties audiences are much more likely to gravitate towards your character, right? Yes. Because um, that, that, that builds depth to your character. And even if there's not a ton of depth already there, then, you know, it at least gives the illusion of depth. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's going to be fantastic. Cause I know you have some concerns about this character as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, 
Uh, if you guys love to hear me uh, complain and vent about about certain comic characters, be sure to check out the Superhero Homies podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I have not listened uh, that, to their Eternals review yet, but just oh, from I, I our you, conversation last night, I just know that it's going to be like two hours of that. It, you know, uh, I will say this: uh, no spoilers about the Eternals review or even our, our episode. Whether you love the movie or hate the movie, our review you will find to be hilarious. Uh, it is it is uh, quite funny uh, if I do so uh, ourselves. We Kevin and I we we have found a way to outdo ourselves. I, I cannot wait. I'm I, I've got a long drive ahead of me tomorrow, and I'm gonna I plan to listen to it then. Uh, th- this is like 24 hours after the review, and it's that's like usually I have already listened to the whole thing by now. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys always do such an amazing job with that stuff. Um, oh, much appreciate it. And I want to mention again that, you know, after all this stuff comes out, if you're still listening to this an hour and 12 minutes in, after all this stuff happens on Disney Plus Day, uh, Superhero Homies are going to be covering all of it in retrospect. So you guys are going to be uh, reviewing it and talking about everything that came out. So, you know, if you're excited yes. for this stuff, watch it, tune in. You can see how accurate we may have been in some of our predictions here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the capability to to edit this episode to make it look like I was right about everything. Uh. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, let's talk about, uh, speaking of things that uh, you were completely right about, uh, let's talk about Loki season two. <laughs> uh, do you think, so it's it's already announced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously very popular as we saw from our trip to Dragon Con. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you think that we will get anything about this? Um, I'm going to say no, because uh, Loki is such an integral part of uh, the inner workings of the MCU right now. I mean, honestly, there's some connective tissue there between uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2 and whatever happens after that. Uh, I think that to reveal much of well, and also, of course, uh, Ant-Man 3, there's connective, uh, connective tissue there as well. Honestly, I think whatever happen, happens in Loki season two, I don't think they're going to reveal much of anything about it just because they want to keep as much of this under the lid as they can right now because of all the inner work that's going on. I think the best thing we might get is we may get some casting. Like we may mm-hmm. get confirmation that Jonathan Majors is returning for the second right. season. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no principal mm-hmm. principal. Jesus Christ. Principal <laughs> photography done yet on uh, Loki season two. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I think we may get a release date though, because I think they're confident in their ability to hit that mark. Cause everything's already in place. It's not a new show for them. Yeah. Um, and it, and it is the first Disney plus show to officially be announced, uh, have a second season announced. That is also true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh Marvel. Disney interesting. Plus, right. Right. Um, let's talk uh, the movies for a second. That that pretty much wraps up all the shows, all like <laughs> ten of them that are planned. Um, Doctor Strange two is obviously the next thing around the corner after Spider Man. Do you think they will drop something on this? I, I think if anything, we might get a teaser. I know that I think they've already filmed it, uh, uh, or they're at least maybe finishing it up right now. Yeah, I think that they're just putting the final touches on the film. Um, 
You know, uh, I I think that I don't think they're gonna going to release much of anything at all on Doctor Strange two. I only say that because uh, Spidey is just so close now. We're so close to Spidey three, um, and again that connective tissue, man. Uh, I think that that so many people are excited already about both, both Spider Man three and Doctor Strange two uh, that to uh, release anything now really it was just a small thing um you know it's almost like uh you know cutting your nose off to spot your face you already have the people right, right where you want them i think if we get anything for this even if we were to get a teaser i think maybe we get um like them announcing that vision and wanda will be in it like returning mm -hmm. in it and we might get some short clips of them interacting with strange but i don't think we can get anything beyond that at a maximum because of what we just said like no way home is just so close and yeah. you can't reveal too much about this movie without without spoiling no way home because it's just it, dr strange seems like he's so like just intertwined in that movie's plot right later. uh uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, I haven't taken the Hail Mary yet, so I'll take one here on your podcast. Okay. Uh, I, I'll say this, uh, for Doctor Strange 2, uh, if anything, we will get confirmation that Shuma Gorath would be in it, uh, the mini-angled one, the Marvel version of, of Cthulhu. I think that we will get uh, confirmation that he is in the movie. Okay, I, I love it. Um I don't know if me calling Vision being in it is a is a Hail Mary or not. I think that's that that mm -hmm. is uh, that's at ba at best a short pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so other movies on the docket, we got a Blade tidbit recently, and and that's not a spoiler, folks, because it's so obscure that neither of us caught it. No. Uh, no. Blade. The Marvels we talked about a bit, Black Panther 2, Thor 4. I think if we get anything on any of those, it's Thor 4. Uh, probably, yeah, probably because I feel like that one's been in production the longest. Um, yeah. And they, they would those. love to parade Natalie Portman out there for, for whatever reason. That That's also true. Nothing against Natalie uh, Portman. I just, you know. I mean, a, a, a little bit, you know, you walk away and then you don't want to come back until they decide to give you the hammer. I, I, I take a little bit of grievance with, with it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I love me some Natalie Portman, but I mean, that's just. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Not being in Endgame for the 20 seconds she would have needed to be in it. Yeah. Having them recomp footage. Those people already had enough work to do. <laughs> But no, uh, Thor four that that's actually a good guess. Uh, if we get like anything from those movies, it it will most likely be Thor four. Yeah, man, I, it, yeah. dude, I I would love if we got some uh, some Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, like. Oh my gosh, that that yeah, Ooh. that. <laughs> Christian Bale is one of those people where I will watch anything with him in it. Like it doesn't matter what it mm -hmm. is. It could be like Barbie World starring Christian right. Bale, and I'd be I'd watch. <laughs> And you know, Christian Bell, he just naturally seems so mean that I'm like, he he'd make a perfect gore. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. And um uh, uh you know, if I can say something good about this movie, it's the fact that uh 
you know, Gore is such a such a powerhouse. He's such a serious threat uh, with a, a tragic background and all of that. That I mean, I guess spoiler alert: in the comics, it took Thor from three different eras to beat this guy. And so the fact that we have two Thors in this movie, I think, really bodes well for how serious they take they 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 may take Gore. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, in, a lot of people are speculating that uh, Chris Hemsworth's char- uh, character, this might be the end of the line for him. I don't think so. I don't think that no. happens yet. Um, I think if they're going to have a scenario where he gets killed, that they will ha- save that for Kang. Um, because that, that there's no better way to emphasize your new big bad. If you're planning on killing him off, that's how you do it. But that I I think that's your Hail Mary right there, my gosh. That Kang will kill Thor. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, I, I want full credit on your podcast for it. <laughs> I I will give you full credit, uh, unless I accidentally forget, and then I take credit for it. That's my own idea. Uh. Yeah. I'm calling it now, folks. <laughs> Kang will kill Thor because in my mind. This is a this is one of the very few people who stood toe to toe with Thanos more than one time and lived. Yeah. And even and even technically won the first time it happened. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is a guy that fought Thanos one v one, uh, you know, one of the most powerful characters in the MCU. Um, one of the very few people in the very few heroes in Infinity War that did well, uh, you know, as far as win loss goes, uh, you know, uh, he was racking up some kills in Wakanda, you know, at the end there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just, uh, he, he's this character where it's almost like, uh, Thanos, you know, when they had him, uh, beat the bejesus out of the Hulk in the beginning of Infinity War to say, this is the guy right here that told, you know, that was the ultimate statement about him. And I, I, I think that they will use that. Uh, they will have Kang kill Thor. So that is and, my, uh, that's my Hail Mary. And I guess if I could just give a little bit of credence to that is, uh, I know that Chris Hemsworth says he wants to continue on this Thor. Like he himself would love to keep it going. Um, you know, he, he said as much, but, at, but by that same token, I don't know what else you do with the character. Um, as much as I hate to say that, because he's Thor, but I well, mean, he's going on like his ninth because he's going to be in Guardians 3. Yeah, so he's going on like his ninth MCU appearance at this point. It, it may right. be more than that. I mean, it's just a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of, of his on screen portrayal of him in eight of those nine appearances. Yeah, so you know, there we are. Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything else uh, that you want to touch on about like uh anything any other speculation about what we might see from marvel on disney plus day before we move into star wars uh the only thing i might uh want to add on to that is um I-, I think that we may get a tad bit more information than expected on armor wars uh, i think that armor wars will be uh one that they'll put a, a little bit more a little bit more focus on um because I think that that one is going to be a, a real kind of of a sleeper hit uh, than anything else. Uh, so I'll say look out for Armor Wars because, yeah, they're going to bring some heat for that one. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of us are excited for Justin Hammer to come back. Uh, I hope that have they confirmed that? I don't I think so, right? I want to say that it's one of those things where it's like it's all but confirmed. Uh huh. That would be amazing. 
So it'd be uh, perfect. There's no Tony Stark. He can claim that he's the best arms maker or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be fantastic. And then uh, Rhodey's interactions with him were always gold on screen. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, let's talk some Star Wars because yes, their slate is not as in depth uh, as the MCU slate, but I, the, so many of these things in it have these huge implications. Uh, I'm really excited for uh, for this, uh, and you know, we're, in just a second, we'll we'll talk about uh, about why. But um, the next thing we have coming out as far as a Disney Plus show, uh, new from Star Wars, uh, is going to be the Andor show. Now, I have to admit, this one I'm not really that much into because the only character I really loved from Rogue One was Vader, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I was cheering when the heroes died at, in that movie. Um, I don't really like any of the Rebels for the most part in it. Uh, there's just a... You know, I just I'm not a huge fan of those characters. So I was like, the fact that we're gonna have a show that's sort of uh, like a backstory for Cassie and Andor, uh, which I thought was like a side character, side character. You know, like K2SO, mm. the the droid was 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 kind of the star there. So right. theoretically, he should be in it, right? Which would be great. Yeah, uh, I I got to be honest. Uh, I feel very similar to Rogue One uh, as you. Uh, but even though I've only seen the movie, I've only seen Rogue One one and a half times. But uh, over the years, I don't know why I have kind of softened to it and to his characters. Um, I mean, if nothing else, I'm certainly going to check this show out with, you know, holding no bias against it. Um, and again, it's mostly because... Uh, and it's weird as this is for me to say, honestly, I just not thought about this, but Disney Plus Star Wars series uh, have they have not let me down. Uh, and not saying that the MCU shows have let me down, but I've had moments where I could have taken or leaving it. Whereas with the Star Wars stuff, I have absolutely wanted to take it all. Right. Yeah, I, hmm. you know, I. To quote a wiser man than me, the thing about going balls deep is that you can't go any deeper than that. <laughs> and I, I I think that that's the approach that John Favreau and Dave Filoni have taken with all the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. They confirmed that Mon Mothma is going to be in the movie, so this is going to be almost Jesus. like a backstory for her. Um, super excited for that. If you if you don't, uh, you know, if you're like a casual Star Wars fan, you don't immediately recognize that name. She's um. She's the lady that uh, kind of uh, gives them the uh, the plan in Return of the Jedi uh, for how they're going to assault the second Death Star. Mm. She's in Rogue One. She's in Clone Wars. She's in Rebels. She's basically she was a senator in the Galactic Senate that broke off and was like the main person that really uh, worked with Bail Organa to get the rebellion going. So um, she's a very interesting character and one of those people that's kind of like Boba Fett where. The fandom has always been super interested in her and like right. her backstory. Um, you know, with, with Cassie and Andor, we know there's probably not going to be but one season of this because we know he <laughs> dies. You know, he 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 dies on Scarif uh, at the hands of the Death Star. So, you know, it is what or, it is. Or does he? No, he did. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he's dead. No, this is not. This dead. is not. This is not Marvel Comics. He's dead. <laughs> um, 
Okay, but we got we got to. Uh, without further ado, we have to move on to the thing that that I'm dying over, right? So from the moment that I that they announced we were going to get an Obi Wan Kenobi show, uh, absolutely losing my mind over it, right? I love your notes for for this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so so in the outline, I, it, it's it's all it's all pretty like uh, you know brief. Uh, I just kind of go down the list, but under the Kenobi show, uh, it, it says trailer, please God. Um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. All right, so Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan is the best Obi Wan. He's it, it, it's between him and Ahsoka for my favorite Star Wars characters. I'm super into both of them. I God, I hope we get a trailer. I mean, I would just love that more than anything if we got a trailer. Um. And, and Hayden Christensen has been confirmed as Vader for this, and that's big. That's I mean, and, and I, you know it's weird for me because like, of course, Ewan McGregor returning as Obi Wan that's that's everything, you know, like that's that's epic. But for some reason, hearing Hayden Christensen returning as Vader, I guess subconsciously that felt even bigger. And I guess that's because I never expected that to happen. I could see Ewan returning. I never thought that Hayden would return. Yep, and Hayden Christensen coming back. And, and here's the burning question for everyone. Will they encounter each other? Because the lore is not definitive on this. Um, oh. And, and uh, let me go on my traditional spiel here where I explain the, the fuck out of some Star Wars stuff. Please. Uh, so there, there are various canon novels where they talk about the fact that they've never encountered each other since Mustafar where mm -hmm. uh, he cut his arms off, right? However... Um, you know, when, when they encounter each other on Mustafar, it, like Anakin hasn't really transformed into Vader yet. Right. And, and there's not a whole lot of Obi-Wan really trying to turn him back at that point. But in Return of the Jedi, when Luke encounters Vader, when he surrenders himself over to the Empire, um, it, you know, Luke says that he, that there was still good in Vader and that he felt it. Right. Um, and Vader says the line to Luke, he says, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Okay, well, how does he know that then, if they never encountered each other after he turned to Darth Vader? And, and so there is a room there in the story for them to have another encounter between, um, you know, uh, episode three and episode four. Okay, so let me ask you this, um... Do you think that that Dave Filoni and John Favreau do do you think that they can find a uh, a classy way to work in that encounter that doesn't feel plotting or or modeled? And if we do get that, do you think that it will be for rule of cool and and nothing more than that? I think that what's going to happen is so let me give you what I want mm -hmm. and then Filoni and Favreau usually will exceed that right so what I would like is one maybe two times throughout the show I would like a flashback sequence of him and Anakin during the Clone Wars as Master and Padawan right um because we don't actually see a ton of that in the movies. 
It's uh, true. We get just a little bit of it, and then they're separated for most of episode two, and they're separated for most of episode three. Um, and, and but you know, in Clone Wars, we just got so much of that, and of course, Clone Wars being Dave Filoni, you know, one hundred and one. I think we will get some key scenes from that. Um, maybe an Ahsoka Tano uh, cameo in that. I would. I would just lose my mind. I mean, I'm already. I'm already going to be ruining whatever clothes I'm wearing during this show. <laughs> So, I mean, that would just be over the top. You may need to send the people to check on me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, but here's the other thing too, on the other side of that. I don't think that they do this show and don't have these two encounter each other. I just don't think that's possible. So to answer your question, yes, I think they will do it in a way that is meaningful. Um, but I don't know how you set it up and don't lead Vader directly to Luke. Mm-hmm. and uh, i mean honestly if uh if it were in the hands of other creators then i'd be worried but i have nothing but hype for this yeah agreed i'm just i'm i'm over the moon about it and uh i i am i am no god in no way shape or form but i do strongly feel we would get a trailer for this and i think i think the internet will will collapse upon itself mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, the, the, the internet will it doesn't matter what you're doing the internet will let you know immediately uh if there's a trailer <laughs> it, it could it could literally be this it could literally be just darth vader like walking on like uh you know in like a star wars setting and then it could just be you and mcgregor going hello there and then that they could cut it <laughs> off right there and then the, the people would go completely apeshit It'd be the highest view thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it it's it's gonna be um, incredible, and they have the option here to put a ton of cool Clone Wars lore into this. Oh, uh, you know, if they're gonna do flashbacks, they could do a lot of they could they could do some General Grievous stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot, man. I mean, you know, if you watch Clone Wars, like, you know, Obi Wan kills Grievous in Episode Three, but it's like. Grievous would have liked to have been killed by literally anyone else because they fight over and over and over again, and Obi Wan bests him like every time. He See, really that, fucking hates Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, th- that's hilarious. Then, You're like just considering the films, like <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. So, um, yeah. That being said, let's talk about probably the most. I mean, it's it's hard to say Kenobi's not the most hype thing, but nothing since episode three came out has garnered the love and adoration of the star Wars fan base. And, and I, hell, I'm, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, th- this may or may not be a hot take. I'm going to say that nothing since empire strikes back has been universally loved by star Wars fans like the Mandalorian series. Uh, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I actually, yeah, that, that is definitely fair. Um, uh, and like if amongst the gaming community, I mean, obviously there's there's Kotor, which I think was universally loved by Star Wars fans who are also gamers. But outside of that that subset, yeah, Mandalorian has uh, has reunified. I think any kind of splintering Star Wars fans that were out there. Yeah, agreed. I, um. And I think a lot of people, myself including, are really wondering what does a season three look like? And do you think that we get less Grogu in, in this because he's now technically not been, yeah, he's technically been written out for all, you know, practical definitions. 
I think we don't get any Grogu until maybe the end. Mm. Um, I I really think that this season is going to be focused on them trying to reestablish Mandalore. Um, th- this could be a spoiler, so um, you know, fast forward thirty seconds or whatever your podcast player will let you do. Uh, but they have already put out a casting call for like seventy five people in Mandalorian armor. If they need seventy five real actors for a scene, we're gonna see a giant battle with Mandalorians versus someone. Holy shit! Yeah, that's amazing. So, and 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 really, a a Siege of Mandalore two is really the only thing I can think of because Siege of Mandalore is already a um a incredibly famous Clone Wars storyline from the seventh season. But uh, you know, after the Empire took over, they raised the planet. Um, they haven't really confirmed in lore 100% what happened to Mandalore. It's all kind of rumors and myths within the universe, which I think is smart because that way they can do what they want in the show without it, you know, having to retcon things. Um, so I think this season really is going to focus on the lore of the dark saber, the lore of Mandalore and really establishing, uh, building Mandalore back up as a, as a, a planet and a power in the galaxy. That's actually, uh, I think that's that's probably one of the best approaches that this season can take. Um, you know, I, it puts me at ease. Like, obviously, I feel like I was going to love uh, Mando season three, regardless of what they did. Uh, but I feel like for maybe more, even more so the general fan base, I was really worried because, uh, you know, Baby Yoda, Grogu, like he's such a, he's such a, a big part of, uh, of, of that show and of like that passionate fan base. And so I was really wondering like, how do they keep or, or build upon like that fan base while taking away something that really brought so many people a lot of joy. But, well, let's not, let's not you know. forget either that um, they are building to a giant like crossover between, you know, sort of these different products that are coming out. Um, you know, whether they're going to do, uh, like, so Mando season three, for instance, book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Ahsoka TV show, uh, Rangers of the new Republic. If we end up still getting that, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, so they are building to like a big crossover event type thing. So maybe we start to get the seeds of that in, in this season mm. of Mando, because it makes sense to build it in the most popular of the shows. Yeah. That's true. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about, you know, and this is, this is where it's like Disney's lost all faith in Kathleen Kennedy, right? Deservedly so. There's (laughs) only one Star Wars. Can you believe this? The last Star Wars movie came out in 2019. We're at the end of 2021. There's one Star Wars movie and it is like, there's nothing. And that's uh, Rogue Squadron, which is uh, supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins. A lot of people are excited for this. Um, I think this goes one of two ways, man. I think this goes either they don't say anything about it and it's soft canceled, or they come out and just blow us away with a trailer right off the rip. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing about uh, Rogue Squadron, jeez, ah, ages ago now. Uh, but it has kind of been radio silence. And I also remember hearing that Patty Jenkins was attached to it. Um, yeah. We've got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, and I hate to like you know, kind of ride the safe bet, but maybe the safe bet is they they mention it 
you know, we get like a title, a title card for it, you know, and then they kind of keep it moving. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, Cause you're right. We haven't really heard anything on this. I, I, I don't think that they're going to cancel it though. I, I'll, I'll put my hat in that. I don't think it's canceled. They're, they're really hanging their hat on Patty Jenkins, Star Wars movie. I mean, that's, that's obviously got some clout to it. Uh, deservedly so. Um, I'd love to see what she could do with it. But we'll see. You know, it's just, a, it's mm-hmm. we're kind of out there where it's like, I think a lot of, there's a lot of interest in a Rogue Squadron movie. The video games are very popular. People right. love space battles. I mean, we don't get a lot of that. Miraculously, we don't get a lot of that in AAA cinema. We just don't. Yeah, you were, yeah that is true. And I the, guess my, my own... Space chases, and we're all tired of that shit. Oh, I, if, I, if I never see another space chase again, it, it'll, be, it'll be too soon. Uh, but my only concern about uh, Rogue Squadron is this. Uh, I, I, I do like Patty Jenkins uh, as a director. I think that she is very capable. Um, I, I do worry about the company she keeps and Kathleen Kennedy. And I think that maybe that can uh, introduce some elements that or, or bring out the the worst parts of Patty Jenkins in terms of what she can do behind the uh, director's chair. I think anything with kathleen kennedy attached to it is probably doomed but i really think that there's she's gonna have some oversight now i think there will be more people like i think they'll probably bring in john favreau and maybe even dave filoni and say hey what do you think about this you know should we go in this direction at least that's what i'm hoping um yeah we'll see yeah Uh, but i you know i i don't think i don't know man i i haven't heard anything it's been complete radio silence Maybe we get a, it starts filming in January or, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> um, moving on. So we're going back to Disney Plus here. This is obviously something that I am ridiculously excited about. Ahsoka starring Rosaria Dawson. She's getting her own show. Dave Filoni's a showrunner, of course, because this is his character that he created. And I don't really, uh, I don't, would not trust anyone else with Ahsoka Tano. Um, I am hyped beyond belief for this. Uh, we know that Thrawn is going to be the bad guy. If you aren't familiar with Thrawn, um, I, I would encourage you to read either the canon or non-canon Thrawn trilogy. Both of them, actually, there's more than a trilogy, actually, I think, in the non-canon uh, expanded universe stuff. Timothy Zahn, who is like the guy for Star Wars books, um, you know, he did an amazing Thrawn trilogy. Uh, it's easily the most popular thing from the expanded universe before the um, sequel movies were made. Um, it's it's a much better story than they did in the Disney sequel movies. How could it not be? But uh, Disney actually brought him back to do a canon Thrawn trilogy that that is official. Uh, they introduced Thrawn in Rebels, and if you're not familiar with this character, um, I, I think he's probably one of the most intriguing Star Wars villains uh, of all time, because uh, he is a Grand Admiral in the Empire, um, and he is also a Chiss, which means he's not a human, uh, and uh, one of the kind of central things from the Empire that we don't get a lot of in the movies is uh, the Empire is like super racist. Uh, they are 100% like pro-human, right? So in order for someone to be so brutal and like just consistently just awful uh, to impress 
uh, Vader and Palpatine with their ruthlessness to rise to the rank of a Grand Admiral. I mean, he's the only non-human Grand Admiral in the history of the Empire. Um, so, so, and and it's purely from his ruthlessness and his cunning. And um, you know, they've they've kind of intricately uh designed it so he's conveniently gone uh when the original trilogy happened but but let me tell you this if if thrawn had been there during the rogue one and a new hope stuff it would have gone very fucking differently (laughs) so basically thrawn is like the clayton bixby of 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 Star Wars, like Clayton Bisbee, the first black white supremacist, like so so racist towards black people that he was somewhat accepted to a degree. And then I, we have Thrawn, who you know, who you say he's not human, but you know, he's so he's so ruthless that even even like the the, the Empire was like, you know, we gotta like yeah, I don't know if he like participates in the racism to the extent that Clayton Bigsby did, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's that thing is like Thrawn is kind of like he's just brutal. He's brutal, ruthless. Uh, you know, he he's just he's that guy that you do not want to mess with as far as because he he's ruthless, but he's also he's cunning. You know, he's incredibly intelligent, and that's a dangerous combination. Um, you know, for a Star Wars villain or for any villain. Right. Um, you know, uh, look at look at Thanos, you know. Right. Um and, and I <laughs> he, mean he won. <laughs> right, exactly. And and I think that Thrawn is such an interesting character for them to be bringing in as a villain here. Um it um you know, it it, it brings in the uh the idea that they probably would have Ezra Bridger from Rebels join the live action shows as well. Um, because of the way Rebels ends, which I won't give away here. Um, you know, it, it, it's very implied that he also would be in this show if Thrawn is going to hmm. be in it. Uh, and, and I think that Thrawn, if they're going to do that big bad, right, if they're going to do that crossover event where it's like, we have to bring everybody we have together to take down this guy, Thrawn is it. Thrawn is, is their Thanos. Oh, so that's epic. And I, I remember you telling me about him, um, I believe on the Mandalorian season two review, uh, you, you talked about him there too. And uh, I mean, yeah, like with a, with an enemy like that, with a threat like that, it sounds like he's worthy of it. And I really, I really want to see what he's all about. Um, and I will say this also about you uh, in, in another life, you had to have been like some kind of salesman because I have been actively trying to avoid buying the star wars comic books because that's like a whole nother realm that i have to go down but you you make it tempting man i'm not gonna lie to kind of delve into uh that other world because there's there's i know that there's actually several that he is heavily featured in uh yeah. but um, like, i can't take that chance 2015 when they started making all that stuff canon and they they brought it under marvel's like publishing arm uh vader one man if you pick that up uh, you won't be able to put it down. I- I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now, uh, uh, because they they really go into like a lot of the stuff that Vader and Palpatine got up to after the Empire was formed, and it doesn't go well for anyone else other than the people <laughs> I just mentioned. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I to say I'm hyped for this Ahsoka show is uh, you know, like I said, uh, my two favorite Star Wars characters are both getting their own Disney Plus shows. Uh, as a fan, I'm over the moon. 
Um, so yeah, we'll see. But it's it's too early for footage. But if we get a Thrawn casting, I would be I would be happy with that. Mm. Uh, uh, let me ask you this: You have has already said he will not do it because he doesn't want to ha- put on blue face paint every day. <laughs> well, you kind of beat me to the question I was going to ask. I was going to ask you who would you like to see uh, casting the role. Oh man, um, it sucks because a, a couple of people I'd love to see cast in it we can't get because uh, you know they already play other Star Wars characters. But um, that's tough. Uh, you you putting me on the spot here. Who who would be such a great? Here I'm. I, here's my hail mary. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Holy. Oof. Like just you've seen um. Uh. Knives uh, 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 out. Yeah. Knives out. You seen knives out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could tell. Like, I think he could do it. I think he could he... do it. You know what? If, if nothing else, I think that if offered, he would take it if, uh, for the challenge. And, and so, uh, yeah, that. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, he would be really incredible for it. Um, there's a lot of options, though. I mean, there's just uh, it's got to be somebody with a with a really strong, you know, on screen presence. Um, uh, what is the guy? that plays Mordo in Doctor Strange. Uh, yes. Uh, his name, I can't pronounce, uh, Twitel, uh, I feel bad. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so him, uh, uh-huh. I, that guy would be incredible for it as well. Uh, he would do such a good mm-hmm. job with it. Um, obviously like, uh, they, they'll never get him, but John David Washington, would oh. be, I mean, but I, I think, I, I think, he, I think he would be amazing at like anything. So. Also true, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So that being said, uh, yeah, uh, th- th- that's my top three right there. We'll see what we get, but any of those three would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whoever they go with, I think the casting would be top notch. So it's got to be, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, kind of like we do with Marvel. So we got a couple of you know, kind of far out, um, items here. Uh, Rangers of the new Republic, uh, is up in the air because as we know, um, that was supposed to be like a, a Cara Dune kind of Republic show. And with her being canned by Disney, it's up in the air, whether this is still a go or not. Um, so I don't know if we get anything on that. Maybe we get a confirmation of whether it's still in production. Yeah, uh, they uh, they had to have a lot to kind of think about with this one, whether it be do we recast, do we uh, replace, uh, like what do we cancel? Um, so there's probably a lot they had to think about with with this show here, and and honestly, this is the one that I uh, like knew the least about in terms of even like um, you know subject matter, like what it was going to be about. I knew that Kara was going to be in it, but other than that. I really have any idea. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we get on that. We'll just kind of have to see. Um, one of the, the shows that I'm the most interested in is actually star Wars acolyte, which is supposed to be a, um, uh, like a high Republic era, um, hmm. thing. And so this is supposed to be like, 
Yoda as like High Republic era is like 600 years before um, uh, A New Hope. So this is like Yoda in his prime, right? So he's like a Jedi Knight. He's not a master yet. Um, yeah, so I don't know if in his prime is the right word, but like, you know, he's like young, you know? Right. Uh, and I think it would be super interesting to see that time period. And it's supposed to be about like the reemergence of the Sith. Um, oh. Because obviously like that wasn't, you know, while Palpatine was the, you know, the, the big change in the, in the galaxy, uh, his master, Darth Plagueis, uh, you know, was uh, somebody that we don't see in the films, but uh, he was like continuing on the Sith lineage. Uh, so, you know, the Sith were still around uh, for a long time. They were just in the shadows. And so right. Acolyte is supposed to be like the original like reemergence of the Sith after they had been gone for like so long. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that, that's cool as hell. I really like dig the kind of lore like that. And like, I think that could really be that could be fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that's missed in the movies is like, you know, Palpatine is already the chancellor. He already had mm-hmm. basically all the power you could want. So why does he want to, you know, start the Empire and destroy the Jedi? Well, uh, one of the things they don't tell you about is that the Jedi have tons and tons of Sith artifacts and holocrons in the temple. And oh. that's one of the things that Palpatine wanted. That's one of the reasons why he wanted to exterminate them is because that it's not just Jedi shit they have locked up in their massive vault of like all the most ancient force related things in the universe. <laughs> you know, um, there's tons of Sith secrets in there. Um and, and yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that he wanted. So I think, you know, this could kind of tie into a lot of, a lot of that kind of lore and that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, that's, that's interesting there. And we don't have any kind of tentative release date yet or anything, do we? We don't, I would hope we get it in 2023. And I think the most we might get on uh Friday is maybe some casting. You know, I, I'll settle for that. Like, like I have a choice. <laughs> uh, speaking of casting last thing i want to talk about here and we'll wrap up uh well two things uh but uh the, there's a lando show lando is confirmed but the big question here is do we get donald glover because if we don't yeah. then i don't really want it just being honest <laughs> um yeah so is uh is, is is billy d out of the question for this entirely See, here's what I would, and I kind of pitched this like a year ago when they announced this. I want both. I uh. want them to almost do like a "How I Met Your Mother" type <laughs> setup, where I want Billy D. Williams sitting here like talking to the camera, you know, you know, and and be like, "Well, you know," and that went absolutely terribly, and then like they fade <laughs> into the, you know, Donald Glover. I think that would just be off the chain, dude. That would be amazing. I, I mean, Disney has so much power, reaching money. I don't know if they can get Donald Glover to commit to something like this. Yeah, I mean, he did solo. He did a solo movie. Um, he he, he did, but it's it's just the fact that like I feel like he he was down for like a movie, right? I, something that like this that requires a little bit more of a commitment. Um, I don't know. He's hard to get a hold of for that amount of time, man. We're supposed to get yeah. two more seasons of Atlanta, and you see how long that's I know. Been. Yeah. Like, in the time since season two of Atlanta came out, I've moved to Atlanta. Right. And been here three years. 
And Paperboy became an Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love him in everything that he's in. Uh, oh, yeah. He's become one of my favorites. So He's uh, got so much range. Definitely my favorite Eternal by far. Like, hands down, no questions asked. Um, that is, that's actually very fair. Yeah. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring this up, but uh, I think if we don't hear any mention of it this coming Friday, then that means the Ryan Johnson bullshit trilogy is officially not a thing anymore because we haven't heard anything about it. So they announced that right after Last Jedi came out, kind of before the backlash. Mm-hmm. and we haven't heard anything about it in several years, and I think if we don't hear anything about it Friday, then it's dead, dead in the water, along with the uh, uh, Dan and Dave trilogy. Yeah, well, the trilogy that never got off the ground at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, man, um, I've already considered that DOA. I, I, I didn't think that there was any plans for them to really bring that to fruition I, I've, you know um D- disney is not in the market of bringing negative press you know uh so i i think that they respectfully quietly swept that under the rug um and i think that they are uh i think that they're breathing down kathleen kennedy's neck saying don't you screw anything else up for us uh, I think that uh, yeah, I think that Ryan Johnson is going to move on to other things. He's going to do Nas out too, right? Uh, <laughs> he is. So yeah, I, yeah, uh, which I think is much more suited to his talents uh, than than a, a Star Wars trilogy. You mean a show, a movie about completely one dimensional characters? I, I was referring to like you know the murder mystery aspect of, as well. You know. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I just, you know, I was confused there for a minute. Uh, and, and I will say that I, I love Knives Out. I, I am a big fan of it. I've seen it a couple times. It's a great movie. It um, took you a while to watch it. It did because it's directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, but, but that movie explains everything about why he can't do Star Wars. It's because uh, because he, he, he doesn't know how to direct characters. He knows how to direct caricatures. And in that movie, mm-hmm. which is a clue-type murder mystery, yep. caricatures are what you want. You want one-dimensional, layered characters. Girl who throws up when she lies. Uh, rich bitch, you know, family member. You want people... You, you want those, like, just kind of, okay, this is who this person is, and we don't have to explain anything else. But you can't do that for seven hours in the theater. <laughs> you know? You just can't do it. Uh, and, and nobody wants that. Uh, if you look at all those characters, uh, they were they were mined for more than they were worth well before the last movie even was announced in in the sequel trilogy. Not to not to end this on a rant about the sequel trilogy, but I mean, what is there for any of those characters? You haven't heard anything. I mean, it it would be like Marvel coming out with a a, a group of brand new characters, running them into the ground not writing them out and it's just like okay we're just done with them i mean can you even fathom them doing that well they're doing an eternals too right yeah um, well so. not 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 necessarily <laughs> they they've said that they, it doesn't necessarily uh i don't think it's going to be called eternals too i think it's going right. to be under the something else maybe the black knight and the eternals or something like that yeah 
Uh, I was I was just joshing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I do get just I do get what you're saying. Uh, but I, I also I think that it's time to move on from that anyway. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I think that that the fan base has kind of had their feel. Uh, I feel like even people who mostly enjoyed the previous trilogy we got, I think that they've had their feel of, of that and that they're ready to move on as well. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's clamoring for those characters. But um, that being said, man, uh, we're two hours in. This has been so much content. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do. I think I'm more hyped than when we started talking about this. Uh, yes, bro, because just thinking about all the possibilities now and there's so much that they can do. Um, and, and you know what else is it's just crazy is that even with, with like the two of us here discussing this, there's probably some huge bombshells that they're going to drop that we're not even thinking about. Yeah, that we're not even we're we're not even on the same page with them, and and you know they, they and this is all here's the here's the important thing, everything we've talked about in our speculative section, except for like our you know us talking about maybe them doing a Return of Jafar, these are all announced projects. Right, like, right. This isn't even counting <laughs> what new stuff they might announce that we haven't even thought about. So yes, yeah, there's a ton, man. Um, anyway, I want to thank you for joining me. Listen, if you guys are still listening to this this far in absolutely uh there's no reason you shouldn't be tuning into superhero homies podcast it's tons of good content like what we've been talking about here today i listen to it religiously from day one definitely check it out and and ace thanks for being back on here with us man as always it's a pleasure being on here brother thank you for having me yeah absolutely and, and to you guys still listening thanks for tuning in this has been an evolved preview <laughs>